Hello, everyone. My name is Josh, and I'd like to welcome you to the Walk in the Light podcast, and may God bless you all. Today, um, I want to talk about Christmas trees. Yes, I know we're a few days removed from Christmas, but um, I was starting to hear more and more, um, even a little before Christmas and then after, about how um, some Christians were viewing Christmas trees um, as something of a use for like pagan worship and that the Bible was speaking about this and then um and then i also uh i got a text um uh from uh, a family member talking about how jeremiah 10 3 through 4 um to them had a clear message about christmas trees uh in the bible and again just how they're related to pagan worship so i just kind of wanted to do something uh covering it to uh talk about christmas trees or is this uh, passage talking about something else. Um, so, uh, first I kind of want to, uh, just ask the question, does the Bible say we can't have Christmas trees? Um, what is the context of Jeremiah 10 and, and what is, uh, uh, what is the passage as its whole in context talking about? And so first I want to talk about the, the verse, uh, in question here. Um, it's two verses out of Jeremiah 10 It's verses three and four. And it says for the customs of the people are vanity. Uh, a tree from the forest is cut down and worked with by an ax, uh, worked with an ax by the hands of a craftsman. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with a hammer and nails so that it cannot move. So, reading this verse out of the context of the entire passage um kind of raised my eyebrows uh, right away what they're kind of seeing in it um yes this verse alone definitely has some similarities to um to a modern day uh christmas tree um but i really became skeptical when i started seeing uh the hammer and the nails and and how it was kind of used in this passage in relation to the Christmas tree. Um, <clears throat> I kind of forgot to, uh, in my study, look at um, when the Christmas tree came about, but I want to say it was around like the 13th or 15th century is when we really started to see Christmas trees. Um, so even in this time, um, it wouldn't even have really made sense. The Canaanites didn't really have anything um, that would have really uh, been anything like a Christmas tree uh, that we have today. And uh, and I saw a video oh, a week or two ago that uh, the Romans had some in like the first century, but that uh, that doesn't make any sense either and that that isn't true the Romans didn't have anything like this um, at that time either so and this was obvious this verse obviously takes place well before that so but um but obviously this has stumped some people so I kind of I, I feel it's important to still kind of to talk about it and and see what this is actually getting at so I will say this, um, I recommend viewing passages in their context in just in general, even not even just this 
issue, but um, if we're if we struggle with things um, in the Bible, it's always good to make sure that we look at the context of the entire passage and not just jump to conclusions based upon a single verse. Um, I have seen and heard countless times Bible verses being criticized or being struggled with out of context. Um, I hate to call people out, but this is especially true with the Christians, uh, especially true whether Christian or not, who spend, who just don't really spend time in their Bibles, but they always seem to have a lot to say about it. And this is obviously, you know, true and apologetics and when we're dealing with maybe in like an atheist but sometimes a lot of the times um this is true with christians and and in the issue from from what i've seen usually stems with taking small uh sections of a passage like a verse or two out of an entire passage and and trying to uh create a theology or you know something around around that and taking it out of context so as always context 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 um so let's break this verse down in context and go from the beginning of the chapter in chapter 10 and we'll go to about verse 16. um the the bulk of this passage goes a little bit further but we really we can really easily start to paint a picture even well before verse 16 but as we go through it try to keep in mind what this verse is talking about because it really carries through through the whole chapter. So, um, excuse me, pull it up back to the. So, again, Jeremiah chapter 10, and we're going to go verses 1 through 16 and really just kind of take a look at it and break it down. Um, so, it says, Hear the word uh, the Lord speaks. To you, O house Israel, thus says the Lord, learn, <clears throat> learn not the way of the nations, nor be, be dismayed at the signs of the heavens, because the nations are dismayed at them. Uh, so Israel in captivity was prone to following the ways of their captors. And really, this was an occurring issue all throughout their, their history, even before this uh, was this uh, worship of pagan idols, uh, gods. Uh, we see it when Israel creates the golden calf, and from there, uh, it seems that it's just something that plagues Israel's history. And here, God is warning them not to follow what the other nations follow, and we see shortly uh, what specifically is being mentioned. Um, so continuing in verse 3, it says, um, For the customs of the people are vanity. Um, so... Some translations uh, may say you may see uh, meaningless being the word here and not vanity. Uh, the point here is really the same. Uh, they are creating, uh, though they though they may worship, um, uh, their worship uh, it has no value. Uh, what they're worshiping it has no value, uh, no result, and no real meaning. Um, and so that's kind of what it's like uh, pointing out here with the vanity or meaningless is it's just something with no, literally no value. Um, worshiping it will produce no results and no real meaning. Uh, it goes on to say a tree is cut down from the forest and worked with uh, an axe 
by the hands of the craftsmen. So a tree from the forest is cut down and worked with the with an axe by the hands of a craftsman. Uh, worked. Also, um, the word here you could see is um, if I can find it. Worked. Uh, you can see down here worked or product. Um, this is something made. Uh, man does not make trees, nor is it a product of man. So worked here is pointing to something done to the tree after it has been cut down. Um, see an axe here as a as a um, as a cutting tool. Um, sorry, I got a little pushed aside here by one of my windows. Uh, <clears throat> an axe being a cutting tool is worked by the hands of a craftsman uh, not just anyone so we'll highlight here um, not just anyone is cutting down and doing work with this tree but it is a craftsman who's doing it someone that it doesn't just <clears throat> it's someone that doesn't just uh, do something but it it is a trade. It is a it is a builder, a carpenter, a stonemason, and a designer, which would be uh, similar words referenced to the um, whether in the original Hebrew or or a related word in the Greek. Again, it'd be something like a builder or carpenter, stonemason, designer, just to name a, a few of them. And so, but it's it's a craft. Um, it wasn't just cutting down and working a tree it was someone whose craft was using it and would make something out of it um, in verse 4 and they decorate it with silver and gold the original words here seem to suggest literal silver and gold and not just something that appears to look like silver and gold it moves uh, it moves on to say they are fastened with a hammer and nails um, now aside from <clears throat> maybe a screwed base in a Christmas tree I've never seen really nails and hammers used um, in in putting a Christmas tree in your home um, again aside from maybe like screwing in a base or something um, but it's not really uh, something that would be referenced um, in like the tradition of it uh, or a commonplace also, it's important to note that this is a reference to how the silver and gold is applied to the wood. Um, the intention to make it, uh, obviously, to make sure it doesn't move from the wood. Um, that is the silver and the gold. Um, so, <clears throat> so now this to me, uh, verse 5 here, moving on in from verse 5 uh, or into verse 5. Uh, to me, this is where we really read into the context of the whole passage and we see clearly what this passage is warning Israel about. It's warning them about idols. It says their idols are like scarecrows in a cucumber field. They cannot speak. They have to be carried for they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of them for they cannot do evil. Neither is it in them to do good. Um, really, at this point, it's and pretty much through all of chapter 10 uh, is is about idols. 
Their idols are like scarecrows. The word used here is an effigy pointing to something sculpted. And, and again, it's, it references that they cannot speak. This was a, wasn't just a tree cut down and placed in a home. This is something sculpted into an image of a being and worshipped. Also, on it not being able to speak, this was connected to like how God speaks, um, the word used here as well. Um, these things were crafted to look like gods. Um, they may be in, in the image of a of something human-like or or an animal. Uh, but when they would approach them or ask for something, they, these these idols were silent because they weren't real. Um, they are not God and cannot do what God can do. Um, moving on, they have to be carried uh, because they cannot walk. Again, these idols were gods that weren't real, so they couldn't even move. They had to be carried. It, Israel was not to fear these gods because they were not real, um, and they couldn't do good or evil because they didn't actually exist. <laughs> um, something here also that I kind of wanted to bring up uh, in, in support of this. Um, I found a, a better image, but <laughs> it seemed to, uh, my virus software didn't seem to appreciate it. So I had to find something that I'm not entirely sure if this one's made out of wood, but I think the idea you'll get here is, is pretty clear. Um, you can see uh, on the left image here, we have um, towards the head here, we have some gold that's uh, mounted over it. Uh, same with on the, the, the right side uh, leg and then on the arm. Um, and so basically they would just uh, cut these into the image they wanted and then they would place, um, they would coat them in in uh, metal we see this even with the ark of the covenant it's made out of acacia wood and then layered over with you know gold and 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 there's various other things that were made out of acacia wood in the tabernacle that were also layered over with gold or silver and so on and so it wasn't it wasn't uncommon to use wood and then layer it over with metals um and in and their idols that they had manufactured were were done in the same way um so that's kind of kind of the point here but just kind of wanted to give you an image of like what this uh pretty sure this is bale uh in these images here but uh even if not uh just just the educational value is mainly what i was pointing at and so um so we were in verse six. So there's none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is a great. Your name is great in might. Um, we'll just go through eight here. Uh, who would not fear you, O King of the nations? For this is your due. For among all the wise ones of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. They are both stupid and foolish, and the instructions of idol is wood. Um, so here it shifts to God and, uh, who can move, who is someone of, to fear, who is above all, uh, as King and as Lord. And in verse eight, it, it, it even gets extremely specific here. What we're talking about it even calls out these things as being idols and being, uh, of wood. 
um, they were crafting idols and they and the reality is, is they weren't real gods. They were just wood. Um, so moving on, uh, so we'll just kind of go through, uh, the rest of this, just kind of breaking it down as we go. So, uh, verse nine, they were beaten silver, <clears throat> beaten silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Ufaz. So again, it's not ornaments that are designed to look like silver and gold, but it was literal silver and gold. And they're brought in from places to mount over this wood. And again, we see there the work of the craftsman, not just somebody going out into the woods and cutting down a tree, but it was the work of craftsmen. This was their trade. This was what they did. And of the hands of the goldsmiths. So the goldsmiths were a part of this. They would, they would, uh, mold the gold that would be, uh, layered over this wood. Their clothing is violet and purple, and they are all the work of a skilled men, not just anyone going into the woods and cutting a tree, but skilled men. But the Lord is true, uh, but the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath, the earth quakes, and the nations cannot endure his indignation. So again, we see where these idols fall, God is real and living and everlasting and who their true worship and affection should be. Um, and then moving on says, thus shall you say to them, the gods who did, uh, who did make, who did not make the heavens and the earth shall perish from the earth and from under the heavens. Uh, it is, he who has made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom and by his understanding stretched out the heavens. Yeah, again, we're just seeing uh, what God is actually capable of versus these idols who can't even speak or move without someone doing it for them. Uh, when, he, <clears throat> when he utters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens. And he makes the mists rise from the ends of the earth and he makes lightning for the rain and he brings forth the wind from his storehouses. Every man is stupid and without knowledge and every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols. Again, uh, right back to idols for his images are false and there's no breath in them. So again, these are, these are crafted images to worship, but there's no breath in them. There's no life. Um, just like, how God breathed into man life and but in these there's nothing they are not that there's nothing connected to them they are not real um and so therefore they are false and there's no breath in them they are worthless a work of delusion again a work uh at the time of their punishment they shall perish not like these uh is he who is the portion of Jacob for he is the one who formed all things, and Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Um, so, so again, this passage in context is clearly speaking um, to, idol, <clears throat> to idols and not Christmas trees. Um, there is another verse also that speaks about the worship of idols. It's Hosea chapter 4, verse 12. Bring it up here. 
And it says, my people inquire of a piece of wood and their walking staff gives them oracles. For a spirit of whoredom has led them astray and they have left their God to play the whore. Uh, just very harsh words <laughs> uh, being used. Um, but so, yeah, that's really all I have for you today. Again, I want to stress the importance of scripture and, and when we're reading scripture to make sure to take in the context as a whole, um, we have to be very careful isolating verses and taking them out of context. And especially when we're going to create an entire uh, theology or a belief system around uh, that, um, we just had to be very careful with it. Um, so yeah, again, that's all I have for you today. Um, if you have any prayer requests or praises, um, you can send them to walkinthelightsp at gmail.com. Um, yes, you're probably seeing um, here that we have changed the email. Um, unfortunately, the the domain we were using before was they're making some changes to it and the cost of it was going to go up quite a bit um, to continue to run those emails for everybody that was uh, originally working with me on this ministry. So, and since this ministry doesn't bring in any donations or money, um, I just had to go with the free option. So again, it's walkinthelightsp at gmail.com. And if you like what we're doing and you want more daily doses of hope in scripture, you can follow us at our social media accounts. Uh, we still have our Twitter at walk in the light, uh, Facebook at walk in the light and an Instagram at walk in the light SP. Uh, thank you uh, for watching and God bless you all.